The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Um, welcome to Sister Speak. Today you're joined with me, Lamisa, and we all say how. It's me, Fadi. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Walaikum assalam. Okay, so today we have a really good topic on our show. Um, we're talking about represent- representation sorry, of Muslim women in media. Um, and essentially, we're going to be kind of exploring the theme of how women are portrayed, Muslim women are portrayed, um, kind of in the common forms of media that we see, and maybe how to challenge some of the stereoty- stereotypes that are put through. Um, firstly, if you guys do want to get involved with any of the discussions that we have on today's program, Farin, how can they get involved? So this is a pre-recorded show, so you won't be able to call or chat in on the live, but we do have Instagram at Sister Speak, and you can always send us a message with any thoughts that you have on the show or any topics you might want to listen. Exactly. So please do let us know about your thoughts on this topic. We really would love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, okay, and Farin, do you want to let everyone know what our show is about for anyone who's listening for the first time? Yeah, so our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and form discussions on general topics. Please note all opinions and views are our own and respect all other or opposing similar views and opinions. Yeah, exactly. Okay, dokey. So we have a few segments to our show. The first segment is called Thought for the Week. So this is a part of our show where we just basically discuss a thought that we've had this past week. So Farin, <laughs> what's your thought for the week? <laughs> what's my thought for the week? You know, I was thinking about this lecture that I like listened to ages ago. And he, so the lecturer or whatever you call it, he was saying that when we have a white uh, piece of paper and there's a black dot in that paper we always tend to notice that black dot and it's just like a kind of like a human instinct on always focus mm-hmm. on the negative things of so about someone so right. I, I don't know it made me reflect so much because it's so true every time you meet someone you always have that you know everything that's you can see negatively I don't know physically or when you talk with them or anything the negative mm. thing is what sticks with you and mm. so for me i was like i do that sometimes you know and it's you can't help it it's just how you know humans are maybe just how i am but i do tend to notice only the negative things about someone and so that him like him saying that piece sorry him saying that piece of paper is white and you only focus on that little it's such a little black dot and just focus on that and it just changed like my point of view on how i see people from you know now Mm. no i think that's like you off no, no, no. I was going to say, I think that's very true. I think a lot of us, especially in society as well, we see one issue and we tend to focus on that rather than all the other good things that could have happened, whether that be in a person or whether that be an experience or anything. Um, I guess you can broaden that to kind of an outlook on life in general, to be honest, to not focus on the negative things, but rather look at the overarching picture mm-hmm. is very, you know, kind of eye opening. I think you're very right, Farine. Yeah, and you know the thing is that black dog could mean it could mean anything. Like that person could have something that you don't even understand. Something that you just have to be like um, understanding of that little black dog. You know, it's not someone's whole personality. Mm. And do you think it kind of also extends to maybe our relationships with people and perhaps forgiveness as well? Because I does, think you know. I... Yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, you go. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, with regards to some experiences that we could have had with people, um, if we have a negative one, that tends to sour the relationship in general. Um, And a lot of people, I guess, who have kind of mastered the act of forgiveness, for them, they're not focusing on, to to use your words, Farine, the black dot that they've had in terms of that experience with that person, but they're focusing on all the other good experiences that they've had. And that that is probably what allows them to forgive. Yeah, you know, that black door, you just have to get to know someone really good to understand why that black door is there. But it, you're going to, in the like process of getting to know that someone, you're always going to see white and that little black door is going to like look so, you know, it's not going to be meaningful at all. So I don't think it's, so it's, we are humans, we're always going to focus on the black door in that first meeting, but it's so important to focus on the white, if that makes sense, that whole process of getting to know a friend or something. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it is very interesting thought for the week, Vereen. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and I think a lot of lessons to pull from there as well. Um, so yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, my thought for the week is going to be on. I'm excited for this. Oh, wow. Okay, now I feel some pressure. <laughs> um, no, my thought for the week for um, this week is outlooking on the rest of the year um, and trying to stay committed to challenging myself. Um, I feel like it's always good to put yourself in situations and environments where you don't feel 100% comfortable and you feel like hmm, maybe this is a little bit hard or maybe this is stretching my abilities. But I think to put yourself in those situations means that you giving yourself the opportunity to develop I think it's really very important to do that um, I'm happy with last year because I think I did do that I put myself in quite a few situations where I thought I'm not 100% comfortable but it is developing me but I don't want to get to a point where I felt like hmm I've done that and now I don't need to do that anymore does that make sense yeah it makes sense yeah so I think I want to get more into like some of the hobbies that I used to have previously that maybe I've neglected over the years and try and push myself to rekindle those fires um, and maybe start writing a bit more and exploring things in the media um, and seeking out those opportunities because it's something that I really used to enjoy when I was younger and I feel like it's something that I want to push myself to do now. Um, and even though it might be a bit hard to juggle things at the moment, I think just having that intention to try and push myself and develop myself that way is always something that's going to be good. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Lisa. That's a great thought of the week, you know. <laughs> but I think also yeah, yeah, as, as like adults, we like as we're growing up, I realise what my parents say in terms of how difficult it is once you get a job and you have life to try and focus on other things or other hobbies that may have you know kind of stimulated you mentally um and so I'm kind of coming to realize that now and I think what I really do want to do is hold on to um you know trying to challenge myself in different ways even as I grow older and my responsibilities you know increase yeah that's I was gonna say something similar to that that we like I feel like an adult now just because I'm in my first year of uni and I feel like mm. I have no time to do any of my hobbies but if you really have a lot of like, good time management then you have time to do everything mm. so time it all comes down to time management and organization yeah, skills it, I guess really does. <laughs> but also like you know how much energy we have and all of that everything kind of plays into it um, but I do think keeping yourself kind of active mentally with doing loads of different types of things is good for you and your brain um, I think I definitely am guilty of this, but there's times when you just want to switch off and be a zombie, but you don't want that but, to take over your life. And I think it's very easy yeah. in this day and age for that to happen. The one thing that I feel like is so time consume consuming for me is, for example, when I'm eating lunch or something, I just start scrolling on my phone. And even though I'm like finished eating, I still scroll and scroll and scroll. And there's just no mm. end to it. And then you look at the time and there's been like three hours. And this those three hours, you could have done so many things. Go gym. You could have, I don't know, like you were saying, wrote something. But no, just scrolling on your phone. Mm. So I guess like trying to be more active with the things that we're doing is yeah, kind definitely. of something we want to you know do <laughs> but yeah I guess those are our thoughts for the week um this week if you guys do have your thoughts for the week please do follow us on instagram at sister speak um, where you can let us know your thoughts for the week and we'll read them out on the show um okay so I guess that's that I'm now going to move on to our hot topic so hot topics are a segment of the show where we talk about things that are relevant to us in this moment of time um, and so what our hot topic this week is on is surrounding kind of the role and the power that media has to play uh, in this day and age. Um, Farine, I wanted to ask you very quickly, have you heard about recently um, all of the things going on with regards to um, the sub postmasters and things that have happened to them with the post office case recently? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> You haven't. Wow, that's very interesting um, because it's a very hot topic at the moment where um, there's been a dispute, should I say, between uh, the post office and sub postmasters who are people who run the post office. And mm -hmm. essentially a lot of them were kind of, um, how do we put this in a way? A lot of them ended up having to pay fines and were wrongfully convicted, many of them, um, due to errors 
that were happening with the system. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about more about the role of the media and the media, the role the media had to play, sorry, in this case and bringing it to light. Um, so recently there was a four part kind of ITV drama that outlined the whole case um, and followed like followed the character's journey and things like that who are based off of real people's stories Um, and that's kind of brought this all to light and a lot of people are discussing it and um, politicians as well are are, you know putting a lot of importance on the issue Um, but questions are being raised you know by members of the public and you know articles that are being written online regarding why it's taken so long and and a drama from a, a big um kind of tv um producer to get this case the spotlight that it needs um and i guess that's kind of something that i wanted to ask you with regards to the role of the media in today's day and age like how how do you think the media influences what kind of stories we see and the importance that are placed on different issues I, I didn't know this was a hot topic. Is this, how long was this um, case going on for? Like, is it, I have, I have no idea. Yeah, so it's been going on for a very long time. Um, initially, um, it started, the kind of issue itself happened in early 2000s, going up to 2010s. And then the case that was brought on by the sub postmasters against the actual post office was um, kind of ranging from, there were various cases that went on. So the legal battle was really, really long. Um, And there were kind of media outlets that were reporting this, but it wasn't given like, you know, a lot of emphasis and not a lot of people were paying attention. And so it's recently that the ITV drama came out um, and actually it's been gaining a lot of attention in the news now. Um, So yeah. It's taken a long time. The whole thing has been going on for roughly, you know, 18 years or so. But I mean, wow. I guess my main question is, you know, what? You know I think, think issues like this. Are... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, it's okay. Sorry. I You got cut off. I lost my train of thought. Well, I, you know, I think I'll start off. I think uh, media plays a huge role in with regards to kind of what we pay attention to in our daily lives, because a lot of us, we don't know what's going on. And we're only connected to the wider world and the issues that are going on through media, whether that be the news, whether that be through um, film and drama uh, and TV productions that we see, or whether that be through social media. Um, And so we can see from that that the media holds a huge influence over the general public, over where we get our information and what information we're seeing. Um, And I think we underestimate, a lot of us in day to day, we kind of know this, but we don't realise the the huge impact that it actually has. So something as big as a case uh, like this, a domestic case that has been going on for so many years, has not been given the intention until you know a drama about it was produced and everyone's seen it and they've kind of been able to empathize with the stories that have gone on and now it's become a massive hot topic and obviously there's public outcry and um, outrage but I think that's kind of the power that the media holds and we need to be aware of that because of the fact that the timing of these stories and the information that's giving out um, is all there to or is all there and can kind of push us in directions of thought without us even realizing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I was gonna say, um, real issues like this ones, they're never put on, they're never put like as headline news or in the spotlight if there's no there's, there's no like drama involved. Obviously, there's like an ITV ITV series on it, and that's why it's attracting so many attention because it's on it's like you know, it's a platform where people see and they to see any drama I expect to see like a storyline and that's one of the reasons why it came to the spotlight now even though I didn't know about it that's what I wanted to say mm, I see I see um in terms of kind of the growing role of social media in our day-to-day lives and actually the role of social media as news outlets um you know separate to kind of the mainstream news that we see um how do you think that is kind of changing 
the way that people are influenced by news and maybe biases that might come through? It's changing so much. You know, I've started um, working as a media intern from my university and you can every time you. So what I basically have to do is you take a news outlet, something that's really interesting, something that, you know, attracts a little bit of controversy. Then you make a TikTok on it, you add critical thinking. Right? So every single topic that um you do, it, even though it's important, it's a real issue. It doesn't get that much um, attraction if you do some if it isn't something that involves drama between, I don't know, famous people. So the media, the the way we, I'm talking about like my age, the way we see media is just, you know, influencers, it's just drama, controversy, someone bought this, someone bought that, but there's no real news outlet for us, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't go on the news on, I don't know, BBC and check the news, all my news, everything that's new, that everything that is happening in the world that's new, I just take it yeah. for, I don't know, talk instagram something that doesn't take that much time it's only like a two minute video which is really bad because our attention span is just you know decreasing every day every day but i wouldn't go to a bbc news website and see it sorry i see so, so you've highlighted an important issue i think is the fact that a lot of us we um are looking for convenience over everything and so with social media and news being on there, it's a lot more convenient and easier for us to see rather than have to seek it out ourselves. With regards to whether that helps combat bias or not in kind of the news field and with regards to information that we get, um, I think in a way it does because of the fact that there's so many different types of news outlets out there. And with that, some may be more biased than others, but at least you have access to all of the information that's available. I think the downfall to social media being the outlet for all those different types of uh, news sources is the fact that we all know on social media, we, there's algorithms that tailor what we see to our choices. And so yeah. in that sense, if I'm always seeing a particular type of um, kind of news or I'm interested in a particular set of issues, news surrounding that and also news supporting my views are just going to be reinforced because the algorithm is just going to show me what I want to see. So I think there's kind of two ends to the story. If you want to get a broader view, you can easily access that information, but you have to seek it out yourself. Um, and so I think in a way it does combat media bias, but in where the onus is kind of more on ourselves. And I guess that that's the same as, you know, with news that we see on the TV, for example. It's up to you to go to various different channels and look it all up. Um, so yeah, but I do think it's interesting. Yeah, and you know with bias, we also, we also have, for example, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with TikTok again because it's the app I use the most, but you also have the comments. So even though if that news outlet is just giving information and there's no opinion behind it, when you yeah. look at the comments, the first comment, if there's an opinion, then that's what's gonna stick through your head and that's where mm. you're gonna think. I've seen it happen to you sometimes that you, sorry, that you watch a TikTok and then you have, like you have something going on in your head about that TikTok and then you open the comments and it's something completely different and you're like, oh, okay, this is what people are thinking, so I'm going to think this too. I see. No, that's very interesting because actually with um, social media, you're right, we can all see the discussion and what different people are thinking in the comments and a lot of us do scroll through those. So that kind of opens up your um, mind, I guess, to what people are saying. That's very true. It, it makes kind of discussion a lot easier because you can you can get involved with discussion with loads of different types of people online as well regarding the topic which obviously if you're watching like news on the tv you can't yeah very, definitely okay dokey so farine do you have anything else to say on this topic on the meat you know the thing is <laughs> with uh media outlets and news I just feel like it doesn't come up on my algorithm at all. Maybe it's because I'm not searching, like actively searching for it, but it's just mm. something that it just doesn't come up. And I feel like obviously because of everything that I've liked and everything doesn't necessarily link to anything that's happening in the UK, you know, in you, something that's highlighting. It's just irrelevant stuff that you would see on social media and be like, okay, like something, it's not anything that's going to make you think or that's going to make you angry. That's going to make you, you know. I see. So, are you kind of more swaying towards trying to seek out more of these news outlets and be more informed that way? 
Yeah, and like I said, as um, I'm, I'm making TikToks for that account, and through that, I got to learn so many uh, other points of view of other people and how to be a critical thinker, because that's like the main point of making this TikToks. It's to always look at both, um, what is it, like both uh, perspectives and then mm -hmm. argue why one perspective is better than the other one. And so mm -hmm. through that, I got so I got to know so many more, you know, news high um how to kind of give that news to an audience without sounding like you're from one like without sounding how do you say science yeah yeah i see wow no but that's good i think that's the thing a lot of people a lot of us might be taking in a lot of different opinions with news and maybe we might not be critically thinking as much with regards to how we feel about this and we may not be you know kind of looking it up and trying to get as much information as we can to come to a informed conclusion I'm talking about me in particular as well because I feel like a lot of things I kind of see in the news and you just kind of see the first article and don't really go beyond that but actually it's it's important for us to stay in tune with everything that's going on in the world and current affairs whether that be domestic or international because of the fact that these are things that ultimately do impact us at the end of the day, um, especially with regards to domestic news. Um, and I guess in line with politics, too, these are the things that govern us. Policy is what governs us and how we live our lives uh, day to day. And if we're not informed about those topics and aren't aware of what's going on at what time, then how are we going to be able to, you know, discern what's good for us and what's not good for us and then be able to, you know, make decisions that way does that make sense yeah it does make sense i mean you have to think a little about it about yeah okie dokie well that's uh i guess wraps up our hot topic um for this week talking about the role of media in kind of the news that we get day to day the spotlight that's given to different stories and how it affects our decision making processes um i guess we can move on to our hot topic I mean, not a hot topic, our main topic. <laughs> a lot of words today, sorry about that. So we're going to move on to our main topic now, which is regarding representation of Muslim women in the media. Um, Farine, I know you chose this topic. Do you want to just let everyone know why you chose this topic? Yep, sure. So I chose this topic because normally all the headlines that I've seen um, about Muslim women, is there's no achievements involved in it. It's just something negative. And I, mm. you know, I don't understand why when there's so many achievements, like, I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but that show we did on that um, hijabi girl was in a World Cup. And then there's, there's so many stories that are so, you know, inspiring and they should get so much audience, but they don't just because it's a positive thing that involves Muslim women. That's how I think, obviously, all opinions and views are our own. Um, and then, so what the news do, they just highlight negative stories behind Muslim women. And this, it just makes me, it just makes me really angry because we have so much to give. And it just, it's nice to get recognition when something good is happening. There's no need to always focus on the negative. And the, obviously, the news always tend to focus on that because it gets them more, you know, views. But that just depends on the audience. Mm, I see. Well, it's a it's a very great topic, you know, and I think your reasons for choosing it are all, you know, a hundred percent correct. <laughs> um, with regards to very quickly, because we don't have a lot left in our first half, but with regards to the representation of women uh, in media in recent years. How do you think that that's kind of evolved over time? You know, when I was younger, I never saw a hijabi um, or just generally a Muslim woman on, at that time, Musical.ly or Instagram. All my feed used to be just people that weren't Muslim or non-hijabis. But now there's so many. There's, I've seen hijabis that are actresses, hijabis that are in sports. Like me just being a hijabi and being on this radio show is enough for me to kind of see that. Uh, how we are evolving over the years because when I was I don't know 12 13 there wasn't any I don't, podcast show or anything with hijabis and now there's so many so that, yeah. I think that has evolved over the years yeah that's very true I think social media has a massive part to play with regards to showing authentic versions of us you know showing us as we are um so on social media you, you can see so many different accounts run by so many different Muslim women regarding so many different topics. And that's just it. We're just 
like any other person on the planet if that makes sense but yeah, I think a narrative has been strong over years uh, where people don't necessarily understand us and they try and portray us in a particular way um, but I think social media is given the opportunity to kind of dispel that there's so many stereotypes and just be, now we have kind of the power through social media to challenge those stereotypes, show the world that we're not just, you know, sitting at home, not doing anything. You know, we have so much to give. We have so much um, recognition that we don't crave, but it's nice to get once in a while. Mm. And I think even with the stereotype of, you know, uh, a common thing is seeing Muslim women as kind of uh, at home or as wives and things like that. I think they don't get to the it's not authentic in terms of the depictions of how we are like um whether that be you are a housewife or whether that be you are someone who works or whatever it is it, the characters are always so one-dimensional if that makes sense it never goes deeper into um the story of that muslim woman how she feels and the challenges that she might be facing day to day um but we will be continuing this uh, interesting discussion after the break. We've unfortunately come to the end of the first half. So please do join us, inshallah. We'll be continuing this discussion. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome back to Sister Speak. So before the break we started our main topic surrounding representation of Muslim women in media um, and I think I just started talking about the point of the fact that a lot of representation that we get in film pieces or you know kind of TV programs tends to depict Muslim women as pretty one-dimensional um, with regards to the things that they do um and kind of the thought process that they might be having and i think in the future what would be nice to see is a well-developed muslim female character who has their own thought processes their own storylines and development to that character because as people we're not one-dimensional people <laughs> what do you think Farid? We are not one-dimensional people. Even if you're, I don't know, a housewife, there's so many facets to you. You have hobbies, you have your personalities, you have your friends, like you have a life pretty much. And there's not this one little, you know, label that you're this and that's it. There's so many facets, like in every other human, but just when mm. they see us as Muslim women, the only thing they see is that little label that people put on us. And also I don't like how being a housewife is depicted quite negatively a lot of the time. Um, I think... In situations where people have written that story, like in a particular setting where the story is authentic and has come from a person who has experienced that, that's different. But when all you see in every single drama or TV series is, you know, this depiction of being a housewife as being the most terrible thing in the world. Um, and it doesn't go into the actual challenges and struggles that that comes with, along with the happy times um, and the joys that a mother might be able to feel whilst cultivating, you know, her house and the people in there. Um, I feel like, like I said, it's just so one dimensional. And I just hope that in the future, um, with more and more Muslim writers and more and more Muslim female writers, um, a lot of the way that we're depicted in the media um, is going to be different and it's going to be able to give a true uh, account of who we are and, and things that we do yeah i agree the, everything ever since time you see something someone in a series as a housewife it's always really laid back quiet you know just looking at issues passing by and, and that's it's not a reality i mean it might be for some people but it's not reality and you have to show you know something that's real in your series i think um but i think this is where diversity is really important actually and that plays a role in it all um with regards to um writers and filmmakers and in media in general we have a diverse uh, you know kind of cohort of people bringing these productions to life um, even if they're not the main writer even if it is just to fact check and things like that I think diversity is really important to bringing our stories to light if that makes sense and being able to um, make it real you know yeah, it's nice to relate. Yeah. 
And I think also there needs to be a diversity in the stories that are brought to light as well, because that way you can kind of show as many people's experiences as possible. I think a lot of criticism comes from the fact that we don't show um, as like people will be like, that's not my experience. But I think the the point of the matter is, is that we need to go out there and show people what our experiences are. A lot of the time we're not as maybe in our communities, we're not as akin to people joining media um, as a career path. But I think it is really quite important that a lot of us get more and more involved in it. Otherwise, how are we going to tell our stories in an accurate way? What do you think about that? Yeah, we have yeah, we have the right to um, have a voice. And I think if someone is not comfortable being on the media, then they can always, you know, they can tell me and I come saying on this radio show, you know. And do you think that um, we kind of, because we're in our communities, you know, we're, we're not as geared towards it. Do you think in the future we should try and, you know, cultivate those interests in our future generations more and more? I, yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to have you don't necessarily need to have a platform you can just share your thoughts on your um social media with everyone and have your own opinion which is so important for everyone so mm-hmm. it's very important i think as of now it's growing so much so it's obviously going to grow much much in the future mm. and i think with regards to careers as well um there are more and more people like for who are getting involved in media whether that be like um whether that be online or whether that be through uh, major kind of production companies, et cetera, et cetera. And I think in the day and age where we have technology at our disposal, um, you can try, it's a lot easier now to get in contact with people, Muslim people in the field uh, than it was a long time ago. So always try and network and get involved and see how these people kind of made their way in the industry. And then maybe you can try and do the same with regards to, for example, if you wanted to be a writer, getting your articles published in the news and things like that, um, there's always roots. And I think with the age of social media, it just makes it so much easier um, to do that and perhaps making it easier to get into those career paths. Um, so we're just going to move on to the next question now. Um what role do media institutions and content creators play in shaping a more inclusive narrative for women? for Muslim women even. Um, I think we just discussed that a little bit, the fact that it's a huge role that they have in social media definitely uh, adds to that. What do you think, Karine? I agree. I think with content creators, because they're obviously, like I said before, they're real people that have their own platform and the ones that I listen to, they don't have any kind of, you know, uh, what you say, like restrictions in what they can say. It's just purely their opinion or their experiences, their life. And it just create it just it makes me feel so, you know, included. Like they're having mm-hmm. we're having kind of the same experiences. Even if we're not having the same experiences, just listening to that experience and being like, oh okay. You know, she's a real person and she really went through this. And I I just feel so much more like we're friends pretty much with content creators. And with Muslim women, we kind of go through the same things. And even if we don't, we understand why they went through those things. I don't know if that makes sense. I see. So it makes it easier almost and takes down the barriers to understand the experience that the person has had on the other side. Yeah, it makes us more understanding towards them. And Mm. even it's not just because we're Muslim women. If anyone listens to it, then it just makes you feel so much more, you know, is it empathic the word? Yeah, I guess so, like that you're able to relate or understand on a deeper level, I guess. Um, Okay, and just another question for you, Farine, then. Um, What are some positive role models or characters that break stereotypes of Muslim women in the media and why are they important? Um, Some positive role models or characters that break stereotypes. Um, I'm going to go with a content creator that I follow and her name is is Hadja Brown. Um, she's uh she I used to follow her when I was like I still follow her, but I used to follow her when I was in Spain. And she was a hijabi actress that was in in this series. And you know when you see a hijabi in as it was a famous in Spain, it was a famous series. And I just thought, okay, like uh, halfway through the series, she's gonna take the hijab off and you know start going crazy. 
but she didn't like everything that was going on in her life she was in high school she was in her teenage years wearing the hijab as a muslim woman and every single like experiences that was happening in the series was really relatable to what i was like i was in high school the same time that she was in high school in that series so mm. her just like first she was a hijabi and so, so she was muslim obviously a hijabi she was also brown so i just related that related to her so much and she's someone that I still follow and I, w- I wouldn't say she's my role model but it's someone that I because she wait cut this out give me one second <coughs> so because she is um, a content creator in Spain and she's also an actress she is kind of the so she was the first one and then everyone started going off behind her as in okay mm. we can do this so she's kind of my role model and I've been following her since I was, I don't know, 13 or 14. Just yeah. seeing her on the TV and seeing her as a Muslim in high school was just really, really to and, you know, it made me feel included in life. I see. And I guess also like seeing uh, these people in the industries that they're in without compromising their values or their faith, I think also helps us to kind of be like we can get there without having to compromise these things you know I think that's a big issue for a lot of people uh in this day and age where they feel like maybe to get to get far in these industries there are things that you need to compromise um but actually seeing people succeed and not having to compromise those values is something that gives you that bit of reassurance but also tells you you don't need to do that you know yeah it's sometimes it's really sad to see when people think when people think no when people do um or sacrifice like you said their religion to get somewhere and then they see another person doing the exact same thing but not compromising any of their beliefs and you know you can you just have to be a bit uh you just have to be brave because religion is should always come first and your beliefs should always come first and so sacrificing that just to get to something like you should with religion you're gonna get to that something without it you're just gonna struggle more Mm. I think um, there are a lot of female role models who have come to light. Um, I think my personal role model, I wouldn't say role model, but someone who I really do respect for getting to where she is, um, is uh, Zara Sultana. So um, I'm not talking in a political context about her, but rather her as a person um, and the way that she's been able to get to her position uh, and say and talk about some of the issues that she's talked about I think is really brave on her part but also um, she kind of voices opinions that we've heard around but have never haven't necessarily seen being said on as large a platform but the platform that she holds and the the matters that she talks about are really important issues Um, and I think I do respect for her respect her for getting to the position that she's got to um, and making sure she talked about kind of issues that are important to the people around her and the community that she kind of supports so yeah I think I'd hope in the future that we'd see more and more I didn't know about her I'm gonna research her oh please do like more and more South Asian um and Asian you know female females in the political sphere I think would be great to see hosting a diversity of opinions um I think it would widen representation and also bring light to a lot of issues that we haven't even seen being discussed on that large of a scale, you know? Yeah, there's so many Muslim women that won um, Nobel Prizes because of, I don't know, because they're human rights activists and everything. And we never see their names. We just, we don't, I, don't, I haven't even seen a picture of it. And then there's some famous, I don't know, actress that won, um an award for a movie and that's going to be headline news you know it's just something that mm-hmm. makes me really angry because winning, winning a Nobel prize firstly as a muslim woman is already a challenge and then doing all the stuff that you're doing which is human rights activists and you're you know fighting for freedom of um you know freedom fighting for women's rights i don't know children's rights anything and you win a Nobel prize it should be like the main storyline the main headline um, do you think the responsibility do you think the responsibility kind of falls down to us for not taking as much interest as a community and maybe pushing it forward more i think it does you know like we said we've said everything with um algorithm and everything us just not paying 
paying attention to it because we as a community obviously we're muslim women so we should be you should be supportive and sometimes you just even i focus on the relevant things and i focus on the such important achievements that are happening in um you know with this Muslim moment. So we don't focus on those big, big achievements. We just focus on the relevant mm. things. And as a community, we should be, as a Muslim community, we should be the ones that are supportive of it. And not just kind of, um, how do you say, not just kind of ignore it or not talk about it. I see. I think, I think there's, with the question that I asked, I think there's two things. I think one, we do, we of course like you said Farine, we should be involved with what's going on in our community and we should be seeing and trying to cultivate um you know talent and voices within our female population um and trying to push us forward I think we need to focus on that and we need to ensure that all of the bright intelligent young girls that are within our community have every single opportunity available to them to be able to make use of their potential um, but I also think with regards to like wider society, obviously they also have a responsibility in listening to um, our stories and making sure that um, we're also included in kind of media representation. Um, I think it's a two it's a two way thing, but I think one won't happen without the other. And if we're not supportive and that's not that support is not there, um, then it's not going to go far in the wider context, and no one's going to be there to listen. So I think we we definitely need to take an we definitely need to take an interest um in things that are happening within our community and uh role models that have occurred you know for next week's show should we bring one muslim uh female kind of person that has done an amazing achievement or someone we think should you know be known about a bit more we definitely have to they're always welcome to our show this is this is what our show is about yeah, yeah. so i think next week let's talk about let's each bring a person in terms of someone that we've researched about in the news or in the media um or even in the past who's done something amazing and we think that our listeners should know a bit more about um okay i'll move on to the next question now um in what ways do you think that media can better represent the diversity within uh the muslim within like Muslim women and the community that we have, considering factors like ethnicity, culture and professions? Wait, let me look up this question first. <laughs> All right, firstly, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer it. Um, I think in the different ways that media can better represent it, I think firstly, you need to have diversity within your team when you are producing something. Um, and that way that can bring a light to a lot of the um, issues and maybe kind of things that you need to portray um i think secondly um with regards to things like fact the factors such as professions um i think i don't think i've seen a lot of muslim women be portrayed in roles of power whether that be as a ceo whether that be as like um a, a big boss lawyer for example either, yes. um, doctors you know I don't see that being portrayed as much and there are a lot of shows surrounding these kind of corporate cultures and things like that and we don't necessarily see our people being represented in that way looking at that and diversifying the types of people that are there I think would be interesting to see in the future and maybe seeking out those characters in real life because a lot of what we see in the media and let's just talk about like television and film for example these characters in these stories are based off things you've seen in real life and I think um, a lot of people haven't taken the effort to go out and seek their stories maybe and so that would help yeah you know with media I feel like the majority of the media that represents this woman is not accurate sometimes and that's my opinion just the majority of stuff that i've seen with i whether it be muslim women or you know hijabi women it's not an accurate representation it's just that same stereotype all over again so how do you think that they can kind of reduce that or mitigate that or overcome that they you know media they the series or the tv producers they have the power to break those stereotypes they have such a big platform and it's gonna get such a like so much audience and there's hijabi actresses like Hadra Brown like I uh, mentioned before she's she's a hijabi actress so she knows um real life experiences that have happened to her the struggles that she goes through as a Muslim hijabi woman in 
in Spain. So just getting real people, real people that are interested in act in you know acting out those um, characters and kind of getting their story, or just getting real people to tell that story and then showcasing that story as it is without changing it. You know that I think that's that's one of the ways that we can get accurate representation. Okay, so Farine, uh, the next question that I have is the impact of underrepresentation of Muslim women in the media. Like, what is the impact of of that on society's understanding of Muslim women? The underrepresentation of Muslim women is such a big thing in shaping opinions uh, um, on us within, like, the community or the society. Whatever we see in the media, we think that's true. We never challenge and be like, "That's not true," or "This is not how it is," or "It's different." We just go with it, you know. Like I said before, everything that comes up on your TikTok for you page and every single opinion, every single comment, you just take it in your head, even though you don't want to. It sticks with you, and every time you see someone like that in real life, then you have that first opinion, you know. That's why underrepresentation is such a bad thing for us because this, like I said before, a majority of media uh, portrayals of Muslim women is the same stereotype from what I've seen it's the same stereotype so obviously with that same stereotype is, uh, gets repeated all the time then society or the community just have that one vision of us they don't have any mm. other representation other perspectives of um you know our lives so have you ever seen that kind of uh play out in real life for example someone was expecting you to be a certain way and then um once they've met you and understood you it's kind of been completely different. Yeah, you know, I've, I've um, with the people I've met at uni, <laughs> I'd be like, it, sh- it should not be because we're all like kind of the same age. So I thought we would have an understanding that this is not how, you know, this is not necessarily how we have to be all the time. Um, and so I, I, I was, um, like I said, I'm going to say it again. I think I said that three times, but I'm doing the media, um, media side for the TikTok account for the university and so when I said it to um this two girls that I just met one day they were like why are you doing that <laughs> they were, why are you why are you even doing social media like this and I was like I'm not doing anything wrong you know I'm just um doing critical thinking just giving news out you know just making little videos like one minute videos there's nothing wrong with that she said but you have to you know be kind of in the dark so that was one of the experiences that I had in literally my first week of uni I see I see it's quite interesting because I do agree with you I think like we're portrayed in the media in a certain way and a lot of the time people take that on board because it's the only experience that they've had of Muslim women um a lot of the time like these issues that we see in the media we haven't experienced firsthand and so that's really the only thing that we have to go off and so even in this day and age when I go to an a new area for example for work and things like that um I feel like people do, do make an assessment of you based on what you look like um, and obviously as hijabis um that may be completely different to how we actually are and then you open your mouth and you talk to them or you know the interaction that you've had they I've, I've, a lot of the time I've actually seen like visible surprise on people's faces <laughs> which I think is, is really interesting because of the fact that we all do like come up with a judgment of someone when we see them first right but I think it goes to show just how different we really are to their assumptions or maybe assessments of us based on perhaps what they've seen in the media you know yeah it's I don't it's think... human... sorry you go ahead yeah I was just gonna say I don't think I noticed how big an effect it had um prior to visibly seeing people's reactions once they speak to me yeah and you know what you know what i've realized within the muslim um community it's kind of understandable like they won't challenge you because they understand it's just outside of that sometimes we we might have some experiences where it is Muslim, you know our people but normally it's just people that this is they were because we're living in it right we're muslim so we know but they they only go based off of obviously like you said what they see in the media what they see in series and that's their version of us so they think that whatever they see in the series is in real life and mm. we have to challenge those uh, kind of stereotypes in real life and 
so they understand that this is you know this is reality this is not what's happening in the media or in this film mm, i see i see yeah um so farine just to wrap today's um show up and this topic up in particular um how do you think we can be more empowered to kind of share our own stories um and take that initiative to make sure that depictions of us in the media are more accurate so one thing um one thing that i really go off to is that if you don't say anything that's what the, that that person is gonna think and just wait that that person's only gonna stop with whatever they saw so if you don't speak out then you you're not changed so and that person is gonna influence so many other people with only that one version of you so mm. that is kind of what i go off to uh off with and my kind of reasons to challenge whatever stereotype they're in in real life whatever stereotype they're giving me and obviously for example us on our radio show whoever wants to speak out on some issue or feels any uh does have any thoughts about you know under representation of muslim women in the media do let us know on instagram at sister speak yeah um i think one way we can definitely empower ourselves as well is by making sure that we push ourselves and excel to the best and educate ourselves um to then feel like we can be ready to kind of tell our stories i think a lot of it comes from confidence being able to speak about whatever we want to speak to speak about it stems from having the confidence to do that in the first place and i think us being the best versions of us whether that be in an academic way whether that be in a professional setting um or whether that just be through good character I think that's the way we can truly empower ourselves to be able to speak up and talk about the things that we find important to be able to talk about our stories and to be able to um, ensure that the way we are depicted um, is accurate. Um, So, yeah, I think that's the best way we can do it is to kind of push ourselves and always to be the best that we can be. And to Um, always share with, you know, your close friends, if you don't have the, if you're not comfortable, you know, speaking out, always sharing it with your close people that understand you and they kind of do something for you. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I guess that does bring us to the end of um, the program this week. Um, We did discuss quite a lot of things today, show. Um, but yeah if you guys are interested in kind of keeping up with us and keeping up with the shows please do follow us at sister speak um, we're always on inspire fm wednesdays 6 p.m so yeah inshallah we'll see you next week for another show thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton